0: Hey guys, it's Brian J of Program Wrestling Radio and the Life of Brian blog over at blogspot.com. Uh, we're not quite into Season 2 yet. August 5th, 10 a.m. Check out the first episode. It will launch then. But I wanted to do a quick reaction to everything going on with Hulk Hogan, who is, you know, I know Stone Cold Steve Austin has become a big star, uh, has had more mainstream success, I would say, at this point than Hogan, and The Rock is the biggest star to ever come out of wrestling uh but Hulk Hogan was the first, he is the babe Ruth of wrestling and uh, with everything going on with him being yanked from WWE and you know, there's a lot going on and so many pieces to the puzzle that um, that it's really excuse me while I move my stuff around. you know, first off, racism, okay if, the piece in the National Enquirer is accurate and those are quotes from him and they have the audio, then you know, that's, (laughs) you know, some shitty things to say, right? But again, in our country, freedom of speech is, you know, every day under attack and can you fire a guy for what he has said and what he believes? You know, is that right? That's not a conclusion for me to make. But is that right that because a guy feels a certain way or says certain things that he loses his job, his, his career? Because let's face it, racism and wrestling, I mean, it's hand in hand. You know, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, late great American dream, God rest his soul, um, had been accused allegedly of saying and doing things of a racist nature over the years. You know, Is that true? I don't know. He was still a hero to millions of people. You know, Dick Murdoch was accused of being a racist. Roddy Piper's been accused of being a racist. You know, those are all accusations. You know, people have said Hogan held down Booker T for years because Booker was black. I don't know if Booker T would you know, agree with that. But in wrestling, you know, Hogan has shown over the years that if he can make a buck with you, it doesn't matter who you are. Hogan and Piper didn't get along for the longest time. They were still working together. Hogan and Savage had a strained relationship. They were working together. So in that case, you could say that it doesn't matter what he says or what he thinks, that as long as he's willing to do business, that that's what matters. Because personal preference is personal preference and freedom of speech. You know? The issue here is not whether or not Hulk Hogan is a racist. The issue here is whether or not a pioneer and a guy who is arguably one of the biggest stars in the history of wrestling and helped put wrestling on the mainstream map and, and keep it there, because I've heard people like Ole Anderson say, well, uh, gorgeous George did it before. Yeah, but then it died a miserable death. Wrestling has been around now in the mainstream for 40 years. But the issue is not whether or not Hulk Hogan is a racist. It's can you fire, I mean, in good conscience, in good faith, should you fire someone, should you erase their entire uh, existence from the history books because of uh, a personal view? That's the real issue here. You know, look at uh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose has been denied the Hall of Fame for years because he bet on baseball. Not quite the same as, you know, saying hateful things about other people. But at this point, does it matter? You know, speaking of racism in the WWE, I posted a photo I mean, up at uh, the Facebook page, Program Podcast. And on Twitter, at Becker87J, I'm gonna have to change that. That's my personal Twitter. Um, it's a picture of Michael Hayes with a smug look on his face that says, "More racist than the McChicken, still a WWE executive." You know, just a couple months ago, or it might have been a year ago. It might have been a year ago now. You know, Alberto Del Rio was fired because some flunky made racist remarks, and he slapped him because he wasn't gonna sit for it. You know, we've heard reports of. Triple H and you know, other executives like Michael Hayes, now, even if they weren't full on racist as far as you know Michael Hayes is concerned and the allegations there, but like the Triple H saying racially insensitive things, thinking that he can joke around like that. Well, he can't. And how many people is Michael Hayes gonna run off from WWE or offend? and this guy's still an executive. You know, One could have argued that back in the day Hulk Hogan's views could color his perception, no pun intended, of who he wanted to work with, who he wanted to succeed, who he wanted to do well with, and who he would want to bury. You can make that argument that based on how he feels, based on what he said, that maybe that's the reason that Booker T never got uh, elevated, right? One could make that point. I'm not saying it's accurate. Or Bad News Brown, who came in. Um, Or a slew of other guys who could have been, you know, maybe not top guys, but main eventers. And sooner than when when they did. But look at Michael Hayes. For God's sakes, Michael Hayes is an executive. And then WWE puts out that bullshit press release pull it up so I can read it right now and I apologize for the audio quality this caught me off guard today I was <laughs> I was going to uh, bring in the microphone and do a couple voice things for previews but I uh, left everything at the house today and I'm at work and I'm using my phone to capture some of this audio, but on the shorthand I, oh, WWE, here's their official statement from WWE.com. WWE terminated its contract with Terry Bollea, aka Hulk Hogan. WWE is committed to embracing and celebrating individuals from all backgrounds as demonstrated by the diversity of our employees, performers, and fans worldwide you see this is the this is the real issue here and hopefully a positive will come out of the negative um, I, I could really do I think it sounds shitty what he said yes does it affect me that Hulk Hogan is a racist no he's paid to entertain me Like Lauryn Hill about 10 years ago. It was rumored to have said that if she knew white people were going to listen to her music, she would have never uh, sang or or made music. Did it offend me as a white person? No, she's a singer. Do I like her music? Yes. Did. I did like her music. She was talented. That's as far as it goes with me. Now, if they were a personal friend of mine and they were saying stuff like this, then it might cause me (laughs) to evaluate whether or not this is someone I want to around my kids or to spend time around. But people are different. People are people. The issue here is not whether or not Hulk Hogan's a racist. It's the double standard in not just the WWE, but corporate politics in general. Like I said, you've got a guy, Michael Hayes, who has said things to offend, let's say, Mark Henry, and that's been public. He said things that offended Bobby Lashley, and it was uh, one of the reasons that Bobby Lashley left WWE. There were issues with Alberto Del Rio and he was fired over the incident. Alleged issues with Rey Mysterio, things that were said. Um, Alleged issues with Ricardo Rodriguez, and this is just in the past couple years. Let's not forget the finish at um, Elimination Chamber a couple... Was it Elimination Chamber? Maybe the pay-per-view... I think it was a pay-per-view before that. Uh, Maybe Extreme Rules. I'm trying to remember. These all run together. But the finish was the referee couldn't tell Kofi and Xavier Woods apart because they were black. Now, again, not that that finish in itself is necessarily racist because, you know, I guess you could say similar build, similar hair. But the person who pitched that idea as he couldn't tell the difference. Someone had to step up and go, yo, why, because they're black? That conversation had to have been had, and we talked about that before. And then there's the idea of, here come the NXT girls. Let's put the white girls together, and then we'll stick Sasha Banks with the black girls. You know what I mean? That's, That's WWE. You know, the racist gimmicks, uh, Dusty roads with sweet sapphire. Sweet sapphire, that's a racial slur. You know, people could say, like I said, Hulk Hogan, based on his position and his influence in the business, especially back in WCW and in late 80s WWF too, could have influenced people's careers based on his personal preference and if he wanted to work with them or not. If he saw something in them or not, then that could have been colored again. His perception could have been colored by what race they were, what color their skin was. But that's not the issue. It's WWE and the corporate system coming out and saying we promote diversity when they have had several people come out in at least the past what two years citing the racism or at least maybe not outright racism but racial insensitivity Hulk Hogan one of the biggest stars of all time wrestling would not be in the shape it is right now as worldwide and is widely viewed around the globe and John Cena would not be on uh, Jimmy Fallon and Conan O'Brien all of this would not be happening Rock wouldn't be in Hollywood. Austin wouldn't have his reality show and his, his podcast and all of his projects. This wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for the guy that they just erased from history. I'm not sticking up for him. I'm just saying, here's that. Here's one of the most you know influential names, a guy that Vince built his business on, on the back of. And now he's being erased from history like Chris Benoit. It's, it's just bizarre. And then you have Michael Hayes sitting, you know, in Stanford. And as I said in that picture, he's offended more black people than McRib commercials. And it comes back to the corporate aspect of it. WWE, and CM Punk has said this, Justin Roberts said it, we even said it, and uh, I edited... The show, so I didn't sound like an asshole with this whole Connor the Crusher thing. People have said WWE only does these things for public image. It's not out of the kindness of their hearts. It's not because they're great people or they're benevolent. It's it's because it gets them good press or awards or um, you know, attention and puts them in a good light. The reason that this all blew up is because it's public. They've kept the, the Michael Hayes thing as quiet as possible so that nobody outside of hardcore wrestling fans even knows about it. And I'm not just picking on Michael Hayes. But that's the point, is here's a guy, you've got one of the most prolific and and high-profile names in wrestling, and even entertainment still, Hulk Hogan. Fucking, they disappeared this guy. They might as well have had the Navy SEALs, you know, (laughs) coming in the middle of the night, put a bag over his head, And take him to Guantanamo Bay to never be heard from again. And yet Michael Hayes and other people, I'll stop picking on just him, but Michael Hayes and other people are in positions of power and influence in WWE. And they've not just said things about people, but openly (laughs) run people out of the business because of how they've treated them. Now, I'm not saying fire Michael Hayes. I'm not saying erase him and the Freebirds from history. I don't care. That's, That's the point is it's entertainment, guys. We shouldn't care what these people's personal politics and preferences are. They are paid to entertain us. But the fact that WWE comes out and says that they have to fire Hulk Hogan, they have to disappear him, they have to erase him from history because of WWE's policy of promoting diversity and equality, yet a motherfucker sits in Stanford, Connecticut, shaping and uh, guiding the careers of wrestlers for the past 15 years, 20 years, who has openly disrespected guys and caused several people to leave your company in entirely when this shit still goes on, when the guy that stood up for himself in this situation last year got fired over it or was suspended. that's It's a double standard. But that's corporate politics. That's WWE on the stock exchange. That's their board of directors. Because it all goes back to the share price. It all goes back to corporate image. If nobody knows about it, it's all right, we'll just keep a lid on it. But if it's in the public, oh shit, we gotta cut bait. double-sided, it's two-faced and it ain't right. If you're going to do something and have a policy, have it across the board. I mean, does, does Michael Hayes, and again, not to harp on the guy, but does he have the Randy Orton clause in his contract where, you know, whenever Randy Orton violates the drug policy, the wellness policy they just kind of amend it and tell them, well, if you go to rehab, you know, we'll amend the policy and you can come back and your third strike won't really be your third strike because we'll change it and all will be forgotten as long as you're sorry. You know, is that the case with Michael Hayes? Like every time he, you know, says something to offend someone or makes a racist comment, they make him take a, a racist anonymous class or a 12-step group. In some church basement in Stanford for six weeks and then he comes back and they amend the corporate policy? I mean, come on, guys. Is it really this big a deal? And then you look at the other side of the coin. WWE is a public company. They rely on people who, you know, buy their product, tune in to watch, get behind their personalities. And to a huge extent, their company in general. It's brand recognition. And if Hulk Hogan brings a shitstorm and they still employ the guy, then as a brand it looks like you put up with that stuff. And by default, some people would say that you either promote or side with that. Or it's okay with you. Now, the last thing I'm going to say, because I've got to cut and run, the last thing I'm going to say is with Hulk Hogan, him being erased from history, all this stuff, you know, if, it, if this was an isolated incident, I think the, the people, the public and the company would be more forgiving, and I think in three, four years, he would be welcome to come back in some capacity. But let's not forget, guys, this is the guy who rose to fame in the late 80s, who testified against Vince McMahon in the, the drug trial, someone who partook himself in the things that Vince was being hammered for, um, went to WCW, through politics and control, was accused of holding back an entire generation of guys, were bubbling up from the undercard when he was disrespected by Vince Russo he sued the company he went back to WWE for personal and political reasons Stone Cold Steve Austin would not do the match at WrestleMania 18 with him after WWE brought him back after all the bad blood he Went into litigation with WWE again. He then left WWE. He went to TNA. He sucked Dixie Carter and Spike TV and Panda Energy. You know, for all the money he could get, he was doing media interviews to plug his book and never once mentioned TNA. It was all about Hulk Hogan. In the in-between times, he had a reality show... That showed that his family were addicted to fame. They were shallow. (laughs) Um, He got Brooke Hogan, a reality show, that showed again that she was a fame whore and and shallow. His son, Nick, he... he, will not say promoted, but... kind of supported him in his reckless driving and antics. And then his son got into the crash, that famous... um, car crash under the influence that, you know, made his friend and an ex-soldier a vegetable. Then they came out and tried to make themselves look like the victims and everything. And then he was heard, you know, through the jailhouse telephone system talking to Nick saying, we may be able to get a reality show out of this, so this may not. we may be able to turn this negative into a positive. And then that killed that when that hit Nancy Grace and Larry King Again, then he went to TNA, had his disastrous run. They took a bunch of guys who had been working, you know, very hard to help build the company. They turned everything upside down, did so much damage to the company and sucked so much money from the company that by the time they left there was almost nothing they could do and shortly after they lost their TV deal and went to a shitty network. Hogan goes back to WWE as this ambassador and now all this happens. So if it was just this I think people would be more forgiving. But I think in this case with all of the public issues with Hulk Hogan being addicted to fame, ah and don't let me forget the sex tape. This piece of audio that the Inquirer supposedly has is from the sex tape. No wonder he didn't want it released. Now it all makes sense. Hulk Hogan was a hero of mine as a child. As he went on in his career and I got older, I heard a lot of the horror stories which tarnished his legacy a little bit. Then we saw that all play out in public. You know, I I think to sum it all up, if it was a one-off thing, if it was just this and these comments he made, I wouldn't really care what he said in his personal life. I wouldn't want to hang out with the guy, but he's an entertainer, I don't care. Like Mel Gibson. I don't give a shit what the guy says. If he puts a good movie out, I'm gonna watch it. But with the issues with the fame whoring and reality shows, with you know, going back on your word with so many people allegedly, with the issues with his son and the way they tried to turn that horrific incident into, you know, sympathy for them and to get a, a reality show for his son out of it the public divorce and everything with his wife the way he treated tna as a bastard child when he was working for them the way he sucked them dry um, the, the sex tape that he was going to release the everything everything he's done in the past 10 years to tarnish his his legacy on his own with all of that He has nobody to blame but himself. Because if if Hulk Hogan wasn't insistent, if Terry Bollea wasn't insistent on being in the public eye and still being Hulk Hogan brother, then this never would have happened. He would never be erased from history. WWE wouldn't have to put up with a political shitstorm. None of this would even be an issue. My name is Brian J. Those are my thoughts. Hopefully uh, this all gets worked out. But uh, it's been a lot to digest over the last couple hours. Check uh, facebook.com slash program podcast. Check out the Twitter page. I will be posting updates as we get them. And remember... August 5th, 10 a.m., programpodcast.blogspot.com, Facebook, YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes. Season 2 of uh, the program podcast will be released. So check us out, share us, let people know about us. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, Let us know what you think about this situation. Programpodcast at gmail.com. And we will be back with you shortly on August 5th.